everybody, welcome to Bite Me Podcast, episode 270. I am Cliff, and I'm joined today by Dylan Cat Dad Hubber. Is that is that Woo. what you go by? Yeah, I'm a cat dad now. Ever since my sister gave me this hat for Christmas. <laughs> that's a good, a good that's hat. A, that's a sister that knows her audience. Yeah, I like that. And, she uh, thinks it's hilarious that, I don't know, she has three, three sons and I have three cats, so... If I had to pick, definitely would go the cat. I row. definitely think so. Um, yeah, absolutely. Made the smart choice, Dylan. They're cute kids, but it's a lot. Three, that's a lot. Three's, of three's effort, a lot. Man, three's a lot. One's man. a lot. Yeah, I, I could do one kid or three <laughs> cats, but not. That's it. That's it. <clears throat> do you have a nickname? Call is there? Is there something no. we should be calling you, Colby? No. We can't say it on this podcast. Can't say it on this. But Colby is Colby. He has a code name, and that Johnson. is not allowed. Yeah. It's tripod. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I have a nice tripod <laughs> because you can you can put a camera on his head, and he holds real still, real still. Actually, mm. Colby's Colby's got one of those uh, like an eighth inch screw right embedded <laughs> in his skull. <laughs> I like that idea. I don't like it at all. I I actively do not like that idea. <laughs> like like when something falls when you're wearing a hat and it hits the top of that like little, oh. little thing on top of you. Imagine if that was a screw in your head. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not. I don't. Is there even a wanna... name for that thing on top of baseball hats? I presume button? there is. Yeah, probably. A, a I probably just called it a button. I don't know if that's yeah. accurate at all. Why are they there? Well, it holds the the all the pieces together. Like is it, that's you know. not how sewing works, Cliff. Well, I think it is though. I mean, I think it probably hides the 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 piece where they all come together in the middle, right? But there's easier ways to do that. Is there? It doesn't involve? Have you ever made a hat, Colby? Yeah. Are you yes, a hat maker? Several. I am, in <laughs> fact, a a hatter. A hatter. Yes. I uh, I was driving one time in our what neighborhood. The, actually, what what's a, a person who makes a hat called? There's a a hatter. A habdasher. A hab. Habdasher, 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 Habdashery. I think hats. Yeah, a Habdasher probably. I don't know. I was driving in our neighborhood one time when I was younger, and uh, I hit one of the gutters in our neighborhood too hard and bounced my head off the roof of our truck uh, with that little beanie thing. Hurts. Hurt a lot. Was not not a fan. Imagine a screw that's directly in your skull. We should not. Okay, so let's just blanket statement: No one should put screws in their skulls. Like that's. It's just a thing. Don't do it. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about other things besides disgusting subdermal implants today. Um, we're going to talk about the games we've been playing. Colby's played 837 games. He's played every game. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's a game Colby hasn't played, but that's that's okay. No worries. Dylan played a game with two colons in it. Which I wrote it that it, way specifically just <laughs> to make fun. Which means it must be a Warhammer game. Uh, we got some news. Uh, Sony... Like good on Sony. Sony bought a video game company. <laughs> Sony did the the meme of the guy like getting the metal and biting it and drinking the champagne. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll talk about that more. Um Sony also like entered, I don't know, 2020 with their ability to upload pictures from uh the PlayStation onto your mobile app sort of it's still not very good but <laughs> Nintendo's like oh you can do that yeah i mean <laughs> they're they're both leaps and bounds behind uh, Xbox but at least they're trying i give them that uh gwent if you if you want to toss a coin to your witcher i guess uh 
I think. I, I'm not really... I, I watched that show, but I don't really remember the context. But there's something with that in Gwent. Anyway, Gwent's getting a new single-player game. That's that's where we're talking about here. Um, we're going to talk about a TV show coming to... Or a movie, I suppose, coming to HBO Max and Disney+. Plus. But it is, I promise, video game related. Um, I'm just going to say steamed hams. We'll come back to that. Uh, I'm intrigued. At this time of day... <laughs> See, I knew I knew Colby would come. I, I hope you all can in your kitchen. I hope you can all hear the train that's passing by my house. I don't know why you can hear the horn so hear distinctly. That's disappointing. Uh, games, things. gamers, according to Ubisoft, just don't get NFTs. Um, so we'll let a, a Ubisoft executive talk down to you for a little bit. Uh, Hello Games uh, does get that you can uh, sometimes make a pretty big difference as a game developer. We'll talk about that. Good guy, Hello Games. And Activision is still uh, just a vile bag of vileness. You know, that's what it is. Uh, we got questions from our Deacon, Prime Fan, Princess Megan, and Mansox. We got uh, just a boatload of cheap and free games. Like, I mean... So many achievement for you. This is the this is a beautiful time to be alive, people. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, why don't we start off with what we're playing, Dylan? Since you've played one seventy second of the games that Colby's had, why don't why don't you start out, man? Yeah. Um. So I, as I briefly mentioned before, I, um, downloaded, well, purchased and downloaded the Warhammer 40k Necromunda hired gun game colon game. Because <laughs> uh, uh, it was on sale, and I was passingly interested in this, as I am a fan of the lore surrounding Warhammer. But even Necromunda specifically, I find the kind of gritty, hive world, dark underbelly, gang fighting, um, kind of interesting and cool. Um, so I gave this game a try, and it it is very fun. Um, it's very fast. Um. It's like Doom fast. Like, Doom fast. like it's yeah. Doom fast. Um and plays similarly to Doom. Um, I guess, where you don't you don't like hide in the corner and get your health back and stuff. So you gotta go you when you kill the enemies, you gotta go get the pickups and stuff to uh, keep your shield up or and health up and whatever. Um I haven't played it too much yet to to say much other than there's a little bit too much exposition in the beginning that kind of sets up a story <laughs> that you really don't care about. Um, you were saved by somebody and then betrayed by somebody. Like, it's basic revenge storyline, but that's not yeah, really yeah. important because that's not why you're playing it. I had to turn the sensitivity down completely as far as I could go to, to um, handle the speed at which it played, but that's not too unusual as I, like incredibly low sensitivity on my controllers um but i i definitely recommend this if you want kind of a cool indie shooter game um that's different than i don't know call of duty right like the same kind of shooter you always get it's different um um and kind of scratches that doom itch without playing doom um but if you kind of like that just kind of balls to the wall shooter fast pace there are light parkour elements and stuff so you can like run and jump off walls and i've noticed in kind of the level design very much is is meant to allow you to run around enemies and like slide under obstacles and kind of to quickly move around to fight um the opponents which is very much in contrast how I perceive the world of Necromunda, which is more like I would figure it 
if I would have made the game based on the lore that I understand, it would be a cover-based shooter. Um, so this is exactly kind of the opposite of what I imagine it would be like, because um, this feels more like if it was an, a Warhammer 40k game and you were a space marine that was nearly invincible and could just like let the bullets hit you and run across the battlefield with your chainsword in the air and just start whacking things yeah, yeah. like that makes more sense. Because um, as much as you dodge bullets in this game, I think that is and something we know is not really something you do often. Um so, I mean, it's it, it's fun, though. Um, and I don't think you care too much about that kind of stuff when you're playing it. Um, so, I I mean, I'm having fun. I'm going to keep playing it. Um, it's a little break from me playing The Witcher. Uh, I just wanted to <laughs> kind of, like, sit down and shoot some stuff for a while. And, um, and it was fun. So, I will probably have more to say as I've played a little bit more because there's a lot of, like, upgrades and things. So, like you do gain loot in the level, but you only see it at the end. Um, so you're not like swapping weapons during play much. I think you can pick up weapons, but like a lot of the loot will come at the end and then you can sell the stuff you don't want and you can keep the stuff that's better than the stuff you have kind of thing, which is I actually kind of like that because you're not just like hoarding stuff. Yeah, It's just like this stuff is better. You can put it in your inventory and then you just get rid of the other stuff. Um, for however much money they give you. So that's kind of that's kind of a nice system and it is very much set up like you do the level. It grades you, you get loot, you get points, you get money, credits, you upgrade your stuff. So it, it's it's kind of like a more like I'm scoring points shooter than it is like big story driven thing, which is kind of cool cuz it kind of has that I don't know, kind of like the destiny thing where you're constantly watching your mm, three-digit number of how powerful you are go up kind of that kind of thing going on but um yeah i'll, I'll probably have a little bit more to say on that once i've explored because i've after playing two levels like yeah i got a new gun and a shotgun and they're slightly better than what i have but i don't really know what that means yet i don't know like how banana stuff gets and of course there's other upgrades that you have like mind powers kind of because you have like cybernetic implants but i don't have a lot of those abilities yet so i can't really speak on to how the gameplay is going to change once i can do a little bit more right now i'm just kind of like shooting and throwing a, a grenade occasionally so i mean that's kind of how i live my life too shooting right. throwing a grenade occasionally exactly like, it's just sometimes what you gotta do uh all right so colby has played 137 games which ones do you want to talk about do we, do we need to talk about anvil anymore no, and that's what, like, I just wrote down what yeah. I played. I'm not going to talk about all these. Played a little bit more Anvil. Um, beat the one of the bosses in the second act of Inscription. Felt pretty good about that. I, I um, bought that game. I need to try it. I'm very excited. You do need to try it. Um, beat Super Mario World. Nice. Um, that's actually, like, a pretty big deal. Like, I don't think I've ever beaten Super Mario World. No, I've done it multiple times. Oh, well, I'm Colby. I beat all of the uh, hidden levels as well. So, nice. You know. Uh, then I beat Super Mario Bros., the one from the Nintendo. Nice. Because, um, um, I don't know, it was it was there. My kid wanted to see it. So wait, uh, not Super Mario 1 then? Yeah. Or Super Mario, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Nintendo, yeah. 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 I've beaten um, that many times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, started playing Kirby's Adventure. Like the old school my, original one? 
Yeah, 93 yeah. on Nintendo. Because um, my kid wanted to see that. And uh, it's interesting. It it does a lot. It, it reminds me a lot of uh, Super Mario 2 in that there's sometimes like verticality. Vertic- verticality? Yeah, he got it. Okay, yeah. It did not sound right when I said Up it. Up and downedness. Up and downedness. Um, but uh, it is fascinating to me how poorly that game runs <laughs> um, for a first party Nintendo game. Do you think it's just the emulation? I don't know. And I'd be you very hope cur- so. I'd be vi- well, I mean, even so, like if it is like, why, why yeah, yeah. does this game run so badly? Um, You like, I would occasionally hit slowdowns in super Mario world. Um, probably the entire time I played, maybe less than 10 times. And I would say once a level, I hit it where it like slows down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I just, I've never seen that in a, a Nintendo game, especially a, like a, uh, again, a first party Nintendo game. Yeah. 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 Um, I'd be, I'd be interested to see if it was like that on the Nintendo, but, yeah, uh, that's interesting. It's, it's fun. It's way easier than I assumed it would be. Um, like, you know, the Switch has the rewind feature, but, like, I don't have to use it all that much on Kirby's Adventure. Um, then I started playing Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Nice. Um, and that is an interesting game. It is way different than... The first one, um, that's the one where you've got Baby Mario. It's actually a prequel to all the Marios. Um, And he's on your back, and if he gets hit, he floats away in a bubble and cries, and you've got to grab him. Um, It's got a a completely different art style, everything. Um, It's good. It's not as good as uh, Super Mario World, but it's it's fine. Um, And then... do you want to wait for... Because you played the game, the last game I played. Yeah, we can talk about Nobody Saves the World. I didn't play okay. much of it, so... Oh, I beat a... it 100%. Nice. So, I mean, except for the stupid, like, beat it again in New Game Plus. I hate uh, that. Which I'm like, mm, probably not going to happen. Do you, To get that achievement, you had to beat it again all mm-hmm. the way? Oh, that's mm-hmm. so dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fun, though. Like, I mean, it's... Uh, it reminds me a little bit of Zelda if Zelda was, like, a bit flashier. Like, I, there's something about the animation in that game that is just kind of... I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but it, it seems, like, kind of fast and kind of flashy and kind of a last... I don't know. There's something that's just it, interesting about it. It reminds me a ton of Crashlands, um, art style-wise. Yeah. I really like the art style, and so yeah. far, like, I've played maybe... I don't know, maybe an hour of it, I guess. Um, and it's it's really funny. Like, I'm really surprised at how funny it is. Um, Where did you get to in the game? I beat, like, the first dungeon, I guess. You know, so you 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 wake up, and, and they're like, you need to go talk to this wizard next door, and you get locked in the wizard's dungeon. And Randy so went, the Rad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I went uh, all the way through that first dungeon and, like, broke out of the dungeon and then stopped playing. So I'm not right. super far into it. but uh, I just I, I, If we're going to play co-op, I want to get probably to about the same point you uh, are. Oh, sure, yeah. You can so I have an, no idea how that works. Get an hour in, you'll be good to go. So no worries. Um, 
I think the way I can describe it best is if in Diablo, you, instead of just playing as the barbarian, you played as the barbarian, the mage, the, the, um, necromancer, the the ranger, and you could just switch all between them and use all of their different powers and had to, to beat the game. Yeah. And that's kind of the, how that works is that there's 18 or 19 different characters to choose from all that have unique abilities but that you can then switch the abilities between them oh really part Uh uh-huh interesting um so you every guy has uh one unique passive and one unique like uh ability and then all the rest can just be swapped between what you have so yeah um it's real good i put 36 hours into it. I'm hoping to not put quite that many hours into it, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm definitely enjoying it. Um, let's see. I also played Unpacking, which is... Uh, I guess I beat Unpacking. Uh, which is a really interesting game. You played this a while ago, right, Cole? Yeah. Yeah. You are a... You're a girl. Uh, well, you start out, I guess, as a, as a young girl, um, and then you, you age as the, the game goes on. And the entire game is told through, like, the entire story of the game is told through you unpacking boxes into the house you're living at currently. And so your first one is, like, you're unpacking boxes into, like, a girl's bedroom. Um, and you have, a, a, you know, all these possessions. And then the next one is, I think... Um, Probably like going to college, maybe. I, I don't remember, but you know, some, somewhere else. Um, and then you unpack into um, like probably like a boyfriend's apartment. Um, and then you move you, that, that, that doesn't work out. So you move back home and, and unpack into your childhood home again. Um, and then you move in with an, another girl um, who is actually like your girlfriend um, and unpack there. And then you, you move with her a couple times into like nicer places. Um, and it's really interesting to, to see a story from that perspective and see the things that um, you keep throughout the entire game, things that you don't. And like you, you start out and you're, you're an artist and you like get better art supplies as time goes on. And eventually you can see that you published a book and you've got a bunch of copies of your book that get published. And it's uh it's a really interesting game that, uh, I really quite enjoyed. I think, you know, I think it's only maybe, I don't know, three hours long, four hours yeah, long. It was, doesn't, it was doesn't pretty take, short. doesn't take a lot of time, but it tells a really kind of fun, compelling story in a very short amount of time. Um, and it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't hard. Um, and there are accessibility options. Like, so essentially the way it works is, depending how big the place you're unpacking is, you'll, you'll unpack, a, a, you know, a number of rooms. Like, at first it's like you're literally unpacking um, your bedroom and your bathroom, and then you know you'll move into a, an apartment. So you've got your bedroom, your bathroom, and like a living room kitchen. and a kitchen, you know that kind of stuff. And and then like the last house, I think has like six or seven rooms that you have to unpack. And once you get all this stuff out of boxes, like first of all, I, I want to say that it is absolutely how like stuff works. Where you're like, I'm unpacking my underwear. Why is there a toaster in this box? But like, that's legit how packing works. I promise you as someone who just did it, you, you're like, why, this makes no sense. Why is this stuff in, why do I have a box labeled living room, bathroom stuff, you know? And it, it's just how it works sometimes. But uh, once you get all this stuff out, the game will kind of tell you, you know, there's things in this room that are not in the right place. Um, like it's very strict. It wants books on bookshelves and DVDs on 
like your TV cabinet and those things cannot go uh, the other place or it'll tell you that they're wrong. And so then you have to kind of figure out where everything goes. But if you don't want to do that, there are like accessibility options that will allow you to just say, I don't care. I just want to unpack things. Or like, I mean, if you're if you're my kid, my kid was watching me play it and, and he was being driven insane by the fact that like my books weren't all organized by height and color. I'm just like throwing books on shelves. He's like, no, 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 no. You've got to you've got to fix that. That's crazy. Like your closets can either be very, very neat or very, very messy. And I was just like, I just wanted to get through the game i was kind of interested in how it was going to play out i wasn't interested in like ocding myself into uh an imaginary video game but uh it was fun i really liked it um i also beat goragoa which um i think i started talking about that a little bit last week i beat i played like the first half last week and finished it up this week and it's it's a puzzle game where like I, I think I actually said this i think it's like almost impossible to describe if you haven't played it like just go watch a, a a trailer of it if you're interested um but like the the way that game feels is a lot of your time is just spent like trying different things um you know those those little plastic puzzles you get that have like nine there, there's like nine slots and eight pieces and you have to put them together to make um a picture out of it and you'll just like slide things and slide things and slide things until you realize like, oh shoot, I think I figured this out. And you'll like make six moves and then finish it. That's how like the gameplay in that game is where you'll try and figure out what all your pieces are and then figure out how they all fit together. And then you go like, oh, now I know exactly what I need to do. And it probably lasted, I mean, this game's only two or three hours long and i think it probably lasted 45 minutes too long mm-hmm. um but <laughs> by the end of it i was like i don't it, there's there's um i think there's five six levels um there's like five fruits you have to find and then the sixth level where you kind of put them all together and if there had been seven fruits i think i would have just said nah i'm good <laughs> so <laughs> gorgo is a game <clears throat> that i've been wanting to play for I don't know, it came out in 2017 and like it got a really, it got a lot of buzz. And so I was like, this sounds really interesting. Um, <clears throat> and I'm glad I got to play it. But at the same time, like it was not, it wasn't really the payoff that I thought it was going to be. So that's all right. Uh, the one other game I played, and I'm going to say I played this for five minutes, but I've previously played this game for years. Uh, well, not years, but I put some time into it, is uh, Star Wars Galaxies. I was actually... Uh, doing research for the podcast show notes last night and there's an article on PC gamer, like congratulating um, this, this certain star Wars galaxies project. I think it's called uh Restor- Let's see. I'm, I'm pulling up the, the website right now. It's called star Wars galaxies restoration three, congratulating them on hitting like the seven month mark. And I was like, Oh, Hey, that's, that's pretty cool. And, and the only reason I've never played Star Wars Galaxies up until now, again, was because the other versions of it that exist, you have to have your original disc to be able to play it. Um, Star Wars Galaxies Restoration 3, you do not. You actually download an installer and you can just go in and play. And, man, it was pretty cool to, like, hop into that game and look around. I mean, it's... it's How many people are on? Uh, quite a few, actually. I think that they said... I mean, I think there's actually stats on the homepage right now. So, the server's online. I think they said 10,000. Oh, wow. 
but maybe not. I, I mean, what I will tell you is the last time I played Star Wars Galaxies, there was four people on all of Tatooine. And when I popped into the server last night, it was humming. Like, there was people everywhere. So they only have one server. So it's not like, you know, the old days where yeah, there's yeah. 75 servers to play on. But uh, it, I mean, it is definitely a game from 2000. Two, <laughs> 2001, yeah. um, 2003. I don't know when we played it, but you know, it's, it's 20 years old and it feels 20 years old. And, and you'd think like, well, Hey, I'm running this on a, a machine that they could have only dreamed about when I played this before. I can just like crank up everything, but like the engine can't really handle that. <laughs> it doesn't know. It's like I'd cranked up everything. All of a sudden I'm like running in a slideshow. I'm like, well, this is not good. I, I think there's probably some like server communication that has to happen too. But it was pretty dope to just be running around with my little, I mean, I, I made a, a character that was almost identical to the character I used to play. And so I was running around as my little Greedo dude. And it, I, I don't, I don't know if I'll actually like get into playing it again, but for like that little nostalgia hit for a second, it was a lot of fun. So if you, if you want to play Star Wars Galaxy, you've heard Colby and I talk about it incessantly. And like, I have no idea how much is going on here. I don't know, you know, how well it runs. I don't, I don't know anything except that I loaded in. It was cool. Um, you can just go to, uh, let me pull up the website real fast again. SWGR.org. And uh, you can just download the client and start playing. So it was, I was online in five minutes creating a character. So I, I don't know. I loved, loved, loved that game. So it's all, I think they, there's no subscription fee. It's all based on donations. Um, and I mean, they must do okay because yesterday um, their donation goal was at 0% because the, the day, the month had just rolled over and today they're at 10%. So they only, they're only trying to raise like 1500 bucks a month. So I don't know. It, uh, I really like Star Wars Galaxies. I'll, I'll tell you that. So nice. maybe you and I'll have to hop on Colin and get nostalgic yeah. together. It was good. Uh, let's see. Patreon. Thank you. Big shout out to all of our patrons, people that help us keep the proverbial lights on. Both Colby and I have a ring light now, so we have extra lights that we have to keep on. Um, I, I think it's just for, for our benefit too. Like no one else sees this. So it's so I can see Colby's beautiful face and he has to unfortunately see mine. Um, Dylan's wearing a hat. I don't think a ring light would help. It would just cast harsh shadows. So probably not a good all idea. natural lighting all natural it's actually still light where dylan is it's pitch dark out here it's been dark yeah. for two hours <laughs> um but anyway patrons are fantastic we love you uh you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast to uh be, wait that's is that right colby i don't know what colby just did but he turned up his ring light and it's just very harsh now he should not have done that i can see every nook and cranny in colby's face and i don't i don't like it anyway Patreon.com slash Bite Me Podcast to support our Patreon. If you are a producer at the $10 level, we read your name every week. So big shout out to John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Mr. Anonymous, or Mrs. Anonymous. I don't know, actually. I guess it's it could be either, although I... Could be neither. I strongly could. suspect that it is a Mr. Anonymous. I think I know who it is, but whatever. Neither here nor there. The plot thickens. The plot thickens. And... Mr. Rich Deacon, who I do in fact know is a mister. I've met him in actual, real, honest to goodness life. In the, that sounds gross. I don't like that at all. Anyway, big shout out to you all and all of our patrons. You guys are all fantastic. Uh, Dylan, do you want to help us with this next little bit? 
news. Oh, that was very, very commanding. I like that. Um, so I guess if you haven't heard by now, I don't know what the right way to phrase this is, but you know how I think everybody probably has that friend or relative who like gets married and then they get divorced and then they get married again and then they get divorced and then they're like on their third marriage and you're like, man, maybe, maybe like, like my maybe. first thought is always like, maybe it's not the people you're divorcing. Like I'm seeing a trend and it's not, it's not the, it's not the people you're getting divorced from really, unless they're also on their third marriage, I guess, but maybe it's you. Um, but you know, but still wish them the best of luck on, uh, on their future with their new spouse. That's what Sony just did with Bungie. Sony's like, they saw three times, twice divorced Bungie, uh, formerly being owned by Microsoft, you know, after that formerly being owned by Activision Blizzard. And they're like, you know what? I'd like to take that girl to a dance. And, uh, paid $3.6 billion for, uh, I mean, arguably a company that made some pretty great games. They've made Halo. They've made uh, Destiny 1 and 2. So, you know, they're they're doing all right. Um, but I have to wonder about Bungie or about Sony going like Bungie was owned, originally owned. You know, they I guess if, if you don't know, Bungie made a bunch of mostly Mac games before Microsoft bought them. They made Marathon, Marathon 2. Um, when Halo was going to be a Mac uh, exclusive. <laughs> yeah, Halo was going to be a Mac exclusive. And Amazon bought them, or I'm sorry, Microsoft bought them and uh, had them put it on the Xbox. And like, you know, kind of, that's history now. But eventually they just kind of, you know, fell out of love with being owned by Microsoft. And I would I would say that Microsoft was probably not a great steward of developer relationships um, 20-something years ago. <laughs> Um, based on Bungie and Lionsgate and a bunch of other, uh, you know, companies they've owned at the time. They seem to be better at it now, but whatever. So they they got out from under that contract and then pretty quickly, uh, you know, made Destiny 2 and then kind of kind of got in the same kind of deal with Activision and didn't like Activision enough that they actually bought out their own contract from Activision. <laughs> um, and then they've been indie for maybe... I don't know what, maybe two years now, and then are now getting back in bed with Sony. And the interesting thing about the deal is, though, is they're owned by Sony, but they're a very like subsidiary of. Apparently, they work entirely independent. They're still going to publish their own games. So, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think if Bungie said, "Hey, we want to make an Xbox box exclusive," they could. Um, which is really weird. I I don't. I don't exactly understand what Sony gets out of this deal. And apparently, even though it feels like the timing is very suspicious, apparently discussions have been going on for like six or seven months. So this is just like yeah. more happenstance than anything. Um, but apparently all their new games are still going to be cross-platform. Sony's not going to do any th sort of exclusivity things. I would guess with the exception of all the stupid Destiny exclusivity things they've already done. Do you remember? I don't remember what uh -huh. expansion it was for Destiny 1, but it came out it for came the Xbox after, after Destiny, Destiny 2. 2. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay, guys. <laughs> maybe maybe we can think more on that. But apparently, you know, Sony is buying some tech, I guess. Uh, apparently, Bungie has a lot of, like, multiplayer, like, giant multiplayer software technology that's that Sony thinks would be handy for them to own, I guess. Um, 
And probably just, you know, I would say there's probably a little bit of a, you know, middle finger raise to, hey, this is the company that like essentially made your systems a thing 20 years ago and now we own them. Maybe maybe corporations don't think like that. I, I don't know. But I I like to think they bought it solely so they could release the Dinklebot, uh, you know, thing on Destiny 1. That's all the reason. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, originally, uh, Peter Dinklage. Oh, the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Poorly, as I recall. Yeah. It was just, uh, wasn't, didn't fit right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, they bought it just so they could put that out. It's like the, the Snyder Cut, I'm assuming. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. So, I mean, as opposed to the Xbox Actors in Blizzard news, which I think will probably potentially remake kind of the gaming industry, I don't think this is as big of a deal, um, even even remotely as big of a deal. I mean, not only are we talking like, I don't know, 20 billion times less uh, in terms of money, but uh, I just, I don't think it'll have any effect on how Destiny, I, I, the, the effect is that Destiny and Bungie will probably have more money going forward to do more interesting things, which will probably make Destiny and whatever comes after Destiny better games, probably. But I don't. I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of shift past that. So I guess only time will tell. Um, I would say one update on the Activision Blizzard Microsoft merger is apparently the FTC uh, has said they want to take a real close look at that. And I don't understand why the FTC would be involved in that necessarily, <laughs> but uh, apparently they want to be. So we may not have heard the end of that yet. Um, Speaking of Sony, apparently before now, and, and I vaguely remember this from back in the day when I had an ex, or a PlayStation that I used in a sort of regular way. If you wanted to be able to put uh, you know, the screenshots you take off of your PlayStation, the easiest way to do it is actually just to share them to Twitter where you could go grab that uh, that picture, which is still the way you have to do it pretty much if you have a, uh, a Switch, um, as opposed to the Xbox that has... Um, you've been able to grab them from like a bunch of websites. You've been able to grab them off your mobile app. There's all sorts of easy ways to grab your screenshots and, and videos off your Xbox. Um, your PlayStation, not so much until now, um, where if you, you have access to this, this is kind of a, a staged rollout. You can go into uh, your, your PlayStation mobile app and probably your video clips and, uh, Images will be there if you go into your settings on your PlayStation and, and let them. Um, the bad news is, is video clips can only be three minutes long and they'll delete your photos every 14 days. So maybe not exactly as good as uh, as what Xbox does, but, you know, it's better than nothing. It's a start. It's a start. I, you know, I think it's it's really funny. I, I'm, I've always been an iPhone guy and... People are always like, well, you know, all iPhone does is take all of Android's ideas and implement them like two years later and makes it better. And I'm like, well, yeah, but that's okay by me. Like, that's fine. I don't, what was the last word you said? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. And it seems that PlayStation's taken the, the real path of we do everything that Xbox and, and, you know, Switch and whatever does two years later and do them. We do them. Um, they work mostly okay. It's, it just, and Nintendo's just like, hi guys. Oh, God, it's Nintendo. I there's a 
<laughs> there's a uh, like a Twitter song meme where it's it's like a uh, a kid's voice, and they say that they're a beatboxing blueberry, and then they kind of make a and that that's how I always see how the switch must be with the the Xbox and and PlayStation. Like ah, oh, this thing. Anyway, maybe maybe you have to maybe it's a, a thing you have to be there for. I guess know what you're talking about. It's fine. It's fine. I'll send it to you after. Um, oh there's like two people that are going to go like, ah, I know exactly what he's talking about. Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, uh, The Witcher, did you ever, you, you, you played Gwent, didn't you, Dylan? Um, I finally did for the first time. What did you think? Well, the first time I played it, I guess I skipped the tutorial. That's a problem. Like, what is going on? And then, so whenever I played, there was no tutorial. So when I played the game again, since I got the game of the year edition or whatever, I had to restart but I was like, I don't want to play one, and then I finally like did later, and then I got my butt kicked because I didn't have any good cards. Um, <laughs> but um, as for a card game that's inside of a game, it's fine. If I was to play just Gwent, I'm confused because it seems like a good card game that people would have in some old fantasy setting because yeah, yeah. it's not super complicated. Um, it doesn't have any weird random interactions because it's like a game like Hearthstone doesn't exist in the world of The Witcher because it has weird things that like duplicate and make tokens and this and that. It's like that doesn't make sense. But this is a card game that people in this world actually play together because it's just basically based on values and symbols that negate other things. Right. Sure. So as for that, it's a fine game, but I would... I'm yet to be convinced that high-level Gwent play is a thing. Um, I don't know. I I played the entirety of of The Witcher Three and never played Gwent. Every exactly. time they're like, "You yeah. want to play Gwent?" I'm like, "Absolutely yeah. not!" Like, <laughs> anytime any pr- a buddy in a video game is like, "You want to play some card game, whether it be poker or yeah. some made-up thing," I'm like, "No, no. Yeah. I think I'm good." <laughs> um, not to say like there is a, there's absolutely strategy involved. It's just I think it it's a very simple idea yeah. and it's a fe- I mean I think it's effective, but I don't see why I would want a solo Gwent game. My my assumption is is that Gwent when you play it because there is like a Gwent Hearthstone game. There's a mm-hmm. you know and I assume that that I wonder if it's more complicated than Gwent in. The Witcher. I'm um, like I don't. That's kind of what I'm wondering too. But yeah. Um. But if 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 you've if you've wondered these same things and, and also don't know the answer, but didn't want to play uh, the Gwent standalone game because you weren't interested in playing with other people, which is really high on the list of things I do not want to do. Uh, there is going to be a new uh, Gwent single player standalone game that is coming out this year. It is called Project Golden Necker, which is the worst like secret project name I've ever heard ever. And I hate it. Um, that's, that's pretty rough. It's pretty rough, but uh, apparently they, they're saying that it's real good. And I think one of the characters name is Necker. Maybe I don't know. That's a, uh, like a, a monster that you, ah, fight a thing. There you go. So yeah, no, uh, if, if that's kind of your thing, and I think a lot of people do genuinely like Gwent. Um, it seems like there's someone, it hangs out in our Discord that's played Gwent quite a bit, and and 
and spoke in a not glowing terms of, of Gwen, but I do not recall who. So maybe they'll pop up and tell me again. Um, Colby, this next this next bit's for you. Um, actually, maybe not. No, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, if you have HBO Max and Disney Plus. This is the weirdest thing. Do you does this ever happen? Like, I don't I don't pay a lot of attention to this, but isn't it kind of weird for the same movie to be coming to two competing streaming services at the same time? That's kind of strange, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I always thought there was a lot of exclusivity around these things. But anyway, Free Guy. They try to. Yeah. yeah. The uh, Ryan Reynolds, like, I'm stuck in Grand Theft Auto movie, which was really enjoyable. I actually liked that movie quite a bit. It was like, it's actually, I think the only, it was the last movie I saw in the theater. I mean, one of the only movies I've seen kind of like during the pandemic. Uh, I really enjoyed it. But anyway, it's coming to HBO Max and Disney Plus in the next, like, Two or three days, so there's there's ample opportunity to see it, and uh, and I think I think most gamers will, generally speaking, enjoy it. So check that out on HBO Max and Disney Plus. So Colby, I'm going to need you to tell me um, in detail what happens when I say steamed hams to you. So these are, you call them steamed hams, despite the fact that they are obviously grilled. <laughs> so I guess if you wouldn't did, understand it, it's a it's a Utica. <laughs> go go ahead and tell us the backstory of steamed hams. Like it's, just tell us the entire Simpsons episode. It's from uh, twenty three short stories. Uh, about twenty three short stories on Springfield. I think it's twenty two uh, short films about Springfield. Springfield. I think you liked the Simpsons, Colby. <laughs> I haven't watched a ton of it because my kid's scared of it. Oh, that's so I haven't. It's if you've uh, never seen seven episode twenty one. Ooh, dang! <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> Good job, Colby. If you've never seen that episode, it is very, <laughs> right? very funny. Yeah, you were exactly right. Uh, it's on Disney Plus, and it is very, very good. It's probably one of the best Simpsons episodes. Um, I don't know. I I liked it a lot. Anyway, tell me what tell me what that episode's about, though, Colby. Um. Uh, Chalmers comes over to uh, Skinner's house and they're going to have lunch and Skinner burns the food and so he goes to Krusty Burger. He tells them they're having uh, steamed hams. Yeah, but that doesn't even make sense. No. I'm trying to remember. Oh, steamed clams. Steamed clams, yes. And uh, he goes to Krusty Burger and gets hamburgers. And he's, I thought we were having steamed clams. No, no, I said steamed hams. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he tries to pass off the hamburgers as, you know, this the steamed hams. And then uh, the uh, clams are burning and the door swings open. And, oh, dear Lord, what is happening in there? <laughs> Aurora Borealis. Aurora Borealis. At this time of day, at this time of the year, localized in your kitchen. Yes? May I see? <laughs> no. Oh, that's good stuff. Anyway, the reason we're talking about it is because uh, a, a developer released Steamed Hams, the graphic adventure. Um, it's free. You can go to Game Jolt and, uh, and try it out, gamejolt.com, and each line is from it is pulled from the episode itself the simpsons hit and run or uh other episodes here and there um the sprites were brought in from the simpsons arcade game and modified slightly um i cannot imagine this game is going to exist for more than 35 seconds play it quickly 
I'll uh, I'll link to it in the show notes. It sounds very fun. Um, apparently it is it is pretty linear. There's not not a lot going on here, but oh, actually, I'm just gonna download it. So if it goes away, I can have it forever. <laughs> it, uh, it it's apparently pretty linear. But if you're a fan of The Simpsons and specifically a fan of that episode, I think you would enjoy it. I mostly just wanted to talk about it because I thought Colby would like it. So sometimes I, sometimes I we play to our that, audience. That episode has a line in it that I use constantly whenever I ha- whenever I have donuts I go donuts I got donuts hey I know you <laughs> oh I I don't know if I've been disappointed like I I really enjoy Florida but there are no donuts here like I swear to God it is impossible there are eight thousand Dunkin donuts and Dunkin donuts is trash and every other donut I've had here is that kind of like where you take a a kind of plain glazed donut and then just put other stuff on it, which is fine. But but what I want, I want some some variety in my donuts, and it is it's not been it's not been great. So I haven't had a donut that was good in I don't know. You should just make your own donuts. I'm to that point, but I also am a firm believer that knowing how to make your own donuts is a dangerous, dangerous, oh, yeah. dangerous road to go down. Oh no, just buy the the like rolls in the thing fry them and, and fry them in, in, in uh sugar i was hoping for a little more than that anyway They're delicious yeah they are good i don't i don't, <laughs> don't want to disagree with that um so according to ubisoft um executives uh he's the ubisoft strategic innovations lab vice president nicholas puard mm. and he said that gamers simply don't understand the benefits of nfts i'm going to direct quote you here he says i think gamers don't get what a digital secondary market can bring to them for now because of the current situation and contact of nfts gamers really believe it's first destroying the planet and second just a tool for speculation but what we at ubisoft are seeing first is the end game the end game is about giving players the opportunity to resell their items once they're finished with them or they're finished playing the game itself and man i am so glad that somebody explained nfts to me finally because i've just been looking at the it'll destroy the planet and it's some sort of giant ponzi scheme not the end game where i can end up with digital collectibles that are worthless um anyway (laughs) it's fine absolutely fine um, I, I, you'll was be happy- gonna, I was Go gonna ahead. post something into the uh, the uh, um, the document, but uh, apparently I need to install something to use paste. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you can just I say was, it out loud, Colby. I was gonna do the the Skinner. <laughs> uh, the uh, am I out of touch? No, no, no. It's the children who are wrong. <laughs> I've literally seen that that article with that uh, that meme. Um, I, I think in in other people that don't understand the end game of NFTs, Team Seventeen was going to do worms themed NFTs. Decided not to. Less than twenty four hours later, um, but man, not before. Um, so if if you're unfamiliar with. Uh, Oh man, what's the name Agro of the crab? game? Agro Crab. Yeah, Agro Crab made a a game called. Um, oh man, I cannot remember the name of the game. Yeah, I saved it too. I, I absolutely did. Um, the name of that game is. I'm going to look it up because it's actually supposed to be really good. Um, the only reason I have not played it yet is because it's apparently a roguelike, and I'm not super 
roguelikey. Um, oh, they're based in Seattle. Going under. Um, it's on. It's on. Uh, it's on Game Pass. It's a Game game about um, exploring dungeons themed around failed tech startup ideas. It's supposed to be really good. My kid played a bunch of it. it was just laughing the entire time. It's supposed to be kind of dystopian, kind of anti-capitalist. Looks looks interesting. So I'm probably gonna play it at some point. But anyway, um, I can't read this entire thing because there's there's mild cursing in it. Um, here, what I'm going to say is I'm going to say the F word twice in the next like two minutes. So if you don't like things like that, you can just forward straight ahead. Uh, we at AgroCrab condemn Team 17's decision to produce and engage with NFTs. We believe NFTs cannot be environmentally friendly or useful. And we really are just overall f- and, and are really just overall. F- hmm. We believe NFTs. NFTs cannot be environmentally friendly or useful and really are just an overall fucking grift. Please do not harass employees at Team 17 or the devs under their umbrella as the decision seems to have taken everyone off guard and they likely came from the very top. Needless to say, we will not be working with them on further titles and we encourage other indie developers to do the same unless their decision is reversed. I fucking hate it here. Nick and... I don't know how you say that name. Salen? Anyway, that appears to be a very very uh, common theme among people when Team 17 announced they were going to do FNT, so they've also decided they're not going to, as has um, oh shoot voice actor guy who was like Baker. Yeah, t- t- what was his name? He's the dude who Did played- you want to say Tom Baker too? I did, but he's Doctor Who. Hmm. Um, he plays, uh, what's his name from Uncharted? Uh, Uncharted voice actor. Is he's this also t- Tom Holland? Troy Baker. Troy Baker. Oh, the not the movie. The voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So Troy Baker posted this thing where he was going to get into like NFTs for voice actors um, and was like, you can either innovate or you can be left behind. And then like seven days later was like, hey, guys, so I that seemed kind of antagonistic and I'm real sorry and I'm not going to be doing those because I found out like the company that I was going to be doing those might have been stealing um, stuff from other people without asking. So I don't know. It, it continues to be a great time to be alive in the world of NFTs. Um Good guy. Hello Games. So Hello Games uh, are the folks behind No Man's Sky. Probably is is the the thing you know most about. They also did uh, uh, something a game about something campfire. I don't remember what the name of it is. It looked real the last cute. Campfire. I think so. That might be it. That sounds that sounds like a possibility. Yes, the last campfire is also a Hello Games game. Um, but before that, they made a game called Joe Danger and Joe Danger Infinity, which were like their first games, and they were um, iOS games. And uh, just over time, like if you don't keep updating games like that, they they often become delisted out of the the uh, iOS stores. Um, for reasons like, you know, hey, the iOS store shifted from uh, only allowing 64-bit games in, or they have to be, like, digitally signed, that kind of stuff. And if you don't keep up with that stuff, um, they get knocked out of the store. And a lot of developers that aren't making a ton of money from their, you know, games launched, you know, years ago, just say, ah, fine, it'll be it'll be fine, let them go. So Hello Games um, got a, a letter from a guy, and... Uh, the, the the dude said, you know, hey, I just wanted to let you know that uh, it would be great if there's any way you could get No Man's Sky back 
or I'm sorry, if you can get uh, the Joe Danger games back on iOS, um, I've got a son with autism and the Joe Danger games are like the way he like self-soothes. Like if he's, you know, over overstimulated, if he's having a rough day, whatever, he'll just sit down with his, his iPad or his, I, I think he had an iPhone and play Joe Danger. And it's like the way he can like recenter himself. And uh, the folks at Hello Games were like, oh, we got this. They remastered both of the games and re-released them on uh, iOS and I believe the uh, the Google Store. Um, and they're free if you owned them previously and they're like two or three bucks if you hadn't. Um, they actually look like a lot of fun. It's kind of like a, a Evil Knievel driving through a uh, like uh, stunt place made out of toys from a kid's bedroom so i think it's it's real cool that they they had no plans on doing it beforehand and then uh pulled them back because i think i needed them i kind of remember playing them too um i don't know i thought that was a a neat thing to do so so go check out uh i don't know the the original joe danger has a 9.5 by ign so it must be pretty okay so for two three bucks go support a company that's doing cool stuff for uh kids that some days just want to play a game on their iphone uh, let's see. Finally, wrapping up news here. Um, Activision continues to be giant bags of, you know what? Um, they were asked by Raven to uh, the, not even Raven. That, that's a, a very important thing. Raven's QA team. Um, it was about thirty people wanted to start a union. the The QA team voted internally. Said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna do it. Um, we've got enough people to do it. Um, they've got a, a union partner, and they were ready to go." And uh, so they said, hey, we're going to stop striking and we're going to throw it back to Activision in good faith that, that you know, Activision will voluntarily recognize our union and everything will be fine. And of course, Activision did not do that because that would be crazy um, for a company to just say like, hey, maybe you guys actually know what you want. And, uh, you know, we, we should respect that. Instead, um, Activision Blizzard said, we deeply respect the rights of all employees to make their own decisions about whether or not to join a union. I will follow up with an article in a moment that actually directly counters that, but that's fine for now. We carefully reviewed and considered the CWA initial request last week and tried to find a mutually accessible solution with the CWA that would have led to an expedited election process. Unfortunately, the parties could not reach an agreement. Womp womp. We expect that the union will be moving forward with the filing of a petition to the NRLB for an election. If filed, the company will respond formally to that petition promptly. The most important thing to the company is that each eligible employee has the opportunity to have their voice heard and that their individual vote counted. And we think all employees at Ravensoft should have a say in this decision. So essentially what Activision said back was like, well, our QA department can't just form form a, a union. Everyone at Raven has to form a union, which makes it way harder to get that vote. What I'm really, really, really hoping will happen here is that is this will backfire all spectacularly no no not like that <laughs> and all of raven will uh will become uh unionized we'll, we'll see there there has not been any forward movement on this in a minute but that's that's exactly what i'm hoping for so uh they only have to get i think 50 percent of the vote so we will see um you'll be shocked to know that activision has already started their like anti-union disinformation campaign though and activision uh uh, vice president, I believe, posted in their public Slack channel um, that uh, job security here. Let's see. ABK is, oh, that is the, that must be short for, oh, let's see. The message, do, 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 do. I apologize. Uh, so this was shared by uh, Activision's vice president of quality assurance, Chris Trends. And, uh, 
he says a union doesn't do anything to help us produce world-class games and uh goes on to essentially just talk a whole lot about how a union what you know what 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 makes them money is world-class games and a union doesn't help them make world-class games it uh you know it doesn't help them you know you know do any of these things and and somehow activism without them can do that and uh what I don't think actors understands is that first of all, this is probably illegal to uh, be posting this stuff in a public Slack channel because it is just absolutely propaganda and not the good kind of propaganda you have to take. Like when you get a job at Walmart and they make you watch a bunch of um, anti-union films, this is the bad kind of propaganda. I think I get confused though sometimes, um, but that like nobody cares about making great video games. If you know, you're being sexually harassed and not making any money. So I don't know. We'll see. It's, uh, like I said, my, my dream is that this just, you know, backfires horribly wrong against Activision. But anyway, Dylan, um, we don't have a question from Vinny today, so you have to say hey to Rich. Yo, Rich. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rich is actually from New Jersey. Is that your New Jersey accent? Uh, yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the same accent. <laughs> <laughs> we so Kate's from New Jersey. We need to get your wife to come say hi to Rich, but yeah. she's not here right now, so we'll get it later. And and she doesn't have much of an accent, really. A little bit of one. Only when she's mad. When she yells at you, does she like break out a, a like big Jersey accent? Yeah, that's awesome. Could we get her to come yell at you on microphone? Just get like um, super pissed. No. Okay, that's fine. Then uh, Rich, be acting. <laughs> Rich wants to know with the current state of game studios, do you feel Sony would be better off just killing game exclusives and hardware and focusing on selling titles and less on consoles that make little to no profit? Uh, what do you What do you think? Do you think that go the think, Sega route? Yeah, go the Sega route. Do you think that makes sense for PlayStation at this point? Not at this point. What? I think I mean, what? I mean, so they're they're literally only Sony's only like uh, uh, profitable, profitable thing like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But does that? I mean, I don't think they make a bunch of money off PlayStation sales. Like, if no, you took, they, they don't. But I don't know if they could be profitable enough to not have those. Do you think that I? I would be very curious to see if a game like. Uncharted, or or what's the what's the new Horizon Zero Dawn one? If instead of of maintaining exclusivity with that, if they had just immediately launched that on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, you got to think they'd sell more copies, right? Yeah. Does but that make up for the lost hardware sales? Probably not. I wonder because I mean, when you think about all the money that goes into producing your own hardware, oh, yeah. um, when you think about all the R and D, all of all of that stuff. And the fact that they don't make a lot of money. I mean, probably actually where you make it up from is actually the licensing. Because every time someone puts a game on your console, I guess it costs money. I guess that's probably where, where that money is made up. The 20-30% that they pay to them. So maybe math-wise it does make sense. But man, what do, you, what do you think changes that? Like, is there a point where it makes sense for them to, to stop? I mean, I guess when the math doesn't work anymore. Yeah, I think it would probably be like if they had another, like, PlayStation 3, where yeah. they had, if, or if they probably had one or two, like, bad console generations, console years. it may be enough. Yeah. If uh, Sony, the like Parent corporation. Uh, yeah like if they got bought out by someone it may turn to that um i don't know like i don't 
I think they're still. I, I think you know they're still big enough they got in legs. that space to not pull a Sega, but probably. I mean, like Sega had the the Saturn followed by the Dreamcast, yeah. which was their problem. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, they're they're doing well enough on hardware hardware sales now that I don't think it's really an issue, and they've built a brand big enough that I don't know if it will be an issue. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um it seems it seems kind of silly. The, the the way it seems silly to me is that I don't think consoles are a thing that are going to exist. That's where it comes down to is yeah. that I don't I I wonder how long... I mean, there will always be consoles because I think there will always be people who want to buy the console. Well, and I think there will always be people who don't have internet fast enough to stream things. Well, not only that, but like, you know, I played a little bit of Battlefield... I don't know, one of them. Um, not the World War One one, but the one after that. Yeah. I don't know. None of their, you know, numbering makes any sense. No, I think it was Battlefield Five, which came after one. Yeah, of course. But... Two and three were way before one, so you know. Yeah. Um, but I just streamed it because it was like ninety gigs. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to download that because I played it for like an hour and went, mm, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, and it it ran very well. Yeah. But I still noticed hiccups. Yeah. Um, in it, and so you're always going to have. I mean, like for me, were the hiccups enough that if they said like, hey, no console, and you know, like you can play all these games, would I go like? Maybe, yeah. probably, but like on the other hand, you, there's the you know same people who are like, well, I need my you know thing to be 60 frames per second at 4K, or else I just I can't play a video game. Yeah, that are always going to want a console. I um, to do that. I kind of wonder if what what happens is like because I've I've beaten now I think two games or three games that I haven't installed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just I, I played unpacking without installing it. I played Gorgoa without installing it, and I think I played something last week that I played without installing it. And again, yeah, not big, huge shooter, whatever's. Um, but I played two hours of Halo without installing it too, um, yeah. and it was fine. Um, I wonder if the kind of pixel peeper 4K, you know, 120 frames a second people become PC gamers, and yeah. console becomes. I- I wonder if it will, to an extent, be more consoles are not necessarily as powerful, but are still a thing yeah. that you stream off of, that are more like cell phones, yeah. where every two years, there's a new console release. Do you need it? Yeah. No. You can go two or three generations and it won't be a, a big deal. But eventually you may go like, well, I think I'm going to upgrade my console now because... Well, it's like you bought a Chromecast and maybe you want a Chromecast mm-hmm. HD. Maybe you want, yeah. you know, an Apple TV. Yeah. Maybe you... I would yeah. not be shocked if that is where consoles head. Yeah. Because it just seems like... I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you will just get better and better and better no. and better. But I, I have a feeling that eventually it's just going to be like, a, oh, here's your, here's your, you know, Xbox 10, and you know, 
in a, a couple months you'll get or you know a couple a year or two you'll get the xbox 11 yeah. and that's slightly better has yeah. a forward-facing camera i don't know i connects I th- built right in <laughs> i think that there will be a next console generation um but i would not be shocked at all if what you see in the next console generation is no disk drive in any of them and they but they do the same thing as you can buy the the xbox pro that has no disk drive and you can still install games to it and then mm-hmm. there's a significantly cheaper xbox stick that is just for streaming i, I um, tell you like i got this brand new laptop and we were talking about like dvds or blu-rays in it and i'm like oh this thing doesn't even have like a, a like a drive yeah <laughs> like and it was something that like i'm like I wouldn't have wanted that if that was an option yeah. because why do I need it? But like, I mean, I've bought games on disc for my new Xbox, yeah. but I mean, mostly because like, yeah, like I'm like, oh sweet, I can get you know Cyberpunk 2077 for 18 bucks used. Yeah. Um, but like, I think since I have owned my new Xbox, which is what now a year and a half, yeah, uh, a little over a year. Um, I haven't, I haven't put in a disc yeah. into it. I don't even know where the disc drive is. I, on that thing. I got a couple, but they were all as gifts. It was all, yeah. you know, like I got Desperados three as a gift and that was a, a physical disc, but yeah. yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things where I, that may be, I mean, and Sony is in theory, you know, making their, their game streaming stuff and their ex, you know, their game pass stuff and their, you know, whatever, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem like they're approaching it the same way that Xbox and uh, like even even like GeForce Now are approaching it, where it's it's a very productized. I think what one thing that Sony and Nintendo have to look out for is that one thing that they're doing very well. And I mean, don't get me wrong; they're doing very well here, but they always have the like Asian market. Yep. And what I think the problem is, is that they're now dealing with a company that is, I mean, like, market-wise, 20 times larger than both of them combined. Oh, yeah, at least. yeah. Like, I mean, they, they are a huge company that could, if they wanted to, maybe break into that market. Oh, yeah. Yep. Buy, you know, some huge company in that and just go like, well, this is now, you know, like much like Nintendo has the, you know, the Japan and then the North America, yeah. you know, thing. Maybe they do that and have a, you know, a thing where all of a sudden they don't have that market cornered. Well, you just go on a spree. You buy Sega, you buy Capcom, you buy Bandai Namco, mm-hmm. buy Square Enix, you know. I And like, I don't know how that would work with, you know, essentially monopoly laws in the United States if you're buying things outside of the United States. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I am not a lawyer, despite the fact that I often tell people I am. Yeah, yeah, same. And so, uh, but if that is not going to be affected by it, they might just go like, well, we spend, you know, a couple billion dollars, fifty yeah. billion dollars, and we now, you know own the market yeah. all of it i think sony needs to get better at promoting their own products too it's crazy to me that they've had a streaming video game platform for years now i mean years and years and years. And i never hear about never it. never hear about it like the reason i the reason i don't put the games coming to playstation now on our podcast notes is not because i don't care 
it's because I never read about them anywhere. Unless I go specifically looking for them, they don't ever show up anywhere. Um, they don't show up on any of the sites that I go and look at news on. And so I don't understand how they're still this bad at promoting the things that they're doing. It's crazy to me. So yeah. they, they need to get better at that or else they are just not going to be They're going to fall to the... Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question. Prime fan says, what are your opinions on things like Comic-Con? And if you had the chance to go to one, would you go? Um, you've been to Comic-Con before. You went with me, didn't you, Colin? I've been to a couple Comic-Cons. couple Comic-Cons. So, yeah. I, They're... I don't like them for the same reason I think everyone else likes them. Um, I have absolutely no want to go and listen to people talk. I mean, like, there's a few... Like, there's very much... Oh, yeah, if they're there, like, oh, that might be interesting, yeah. but... I went once with you and then once with my wife, once with you, we went and saw like a bunch of people. I'm like, okay, that was, that was interesting. Yeah. And then with my wife, I'm like, she's like, do you want to go see these people talk? I'm like, no. She's like, okay, I don't either. That's good. <laughs> um, and so we saw absolutely no one. We mostly went around and looked at, you know, cool Star Wars figures yeah. and stuff like that. And that's why I like them is that they're a gen- like a giant nerd swap meet. Yeah. Um, but I, I hate, Large groups of people. Yeah. I mean, I don't like small groups of people. So you put large <laughs> groups of people. Way worse. Like I have to very much want to be there, and uh, giant nerd swap meet is not necessarily going to get me there. I mean, I like them, but they're just not. They're not always my thing. I I've been to I don't know Salt Lake's Comic Con. I don't remember what it's called. Um, once I've been to Emerald City Comic Con, which was the Comic Con in. Uh, Seattle, Seattle a number of times um, and I've been to PAX a number of times so I've been to a lot of those kind of conventions um, I I really enjoy them but I'm kind of with you like we kind of stopped ta- watching the, the speakers um, I, I've seen a handful of people but we usually just kind of go for like the artist alley and the you know seeing interesting things um, and like PAX obviously I just go to play video games like I've never I don't think at PAX I've ever been to any of the speakers they have them every year and I've never <laughs> been to any of them um, I, I would love to go to another one, um, but not pandemic pandemic. Yeah. Like, like I, the funny thing is, is like, I feel pretty comfortable going to Disney world a couple times a week, um, but would probably not go to a comic con. Um, they're, they're too indoors and they're just too close. Um, not, not, not my thing right now. So once we, I don't know what I don't know what the end stage of our pandemic is. <laughs> once once it becomes an endemic, I, I, I'm not there sure. There isn't one. Yeah, yeah. I, maybe I just never go to another Comic Con. We'll see. Um, but maybe maybe it'll get better. I, I don't know. Um, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts, Dylan? You've been to you've been to PAX with me. Have you been to, you've, you've been to Comic Con? I've never gone to a Comic Con. No, yeah. but I mean, I assume it's pretty much kind of the same. Yeah. More comic books, less video games. Um, but the same, it's at the same place, so at least it's... Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, it's... I just don't really like crowds that much in general. Yeah, it's the um, crowds that do me in, man. Yeah, yeah it's pretty exhausting. Um, some of the stuff's fun. Like, I mean... Hmm. I don't know. Like, 
I like the idea of going to like conventions and even like playing games or something because yeah. um, there's usually that kind of stuff. But in general, I do that with friends and not strangers. Yeah. Um, even though I've kind of like thought about like, I think it'd be cool to like run games at a convention or something. Yeah, that'd like, be fun. That could be kind of fun and um, try to get new people enthused about something is fun. Yeah. But um, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a lot of opinions other than I think I'm I'm past the point of like being super enthused about going to things like that just because I don't really enjoy being around that the many idea, people at any one time the idea of like going to PAX right now and holding a controller that like hundreds of other people have held kind of yeah. skews me out not sure I'm not sure I'm down for that but I don't know that's we'll always skews me out <laughs> yeah it's it's not great normally but it's it's extra not great now I don't know so I, I don't live anywhere close to PAX anymore but maybe I can go to if things get better maybe I'll go to like to PAX Boston or something mm-hmm. well, PAX East see that uh, this is a good question Princess Megan says if you were offered a million dollars but to claim it you must enter the last video game you played and stay there for a year like do you, do you make it? Like, are are you gonna are you gonna pull out? So, what's the what's the last video game you played, Gal? Um, I was trying to remember if it was uh, Kirby's Adventures or uh, Yoshi's Island, and I think it was Yoshi's Island. I think you'd be fine in either of those. I mean, like, I don't know, because like Yoshi's Island would be weird because there's no like people, which I mean, plus that sounds great, but but also like. There's no infrastructure for anything. <laughs> like, there's no people, but there's also no indoor plumbing. <laughs> well, there's it's not made for humans. Yeah. Like, so I'm just wandering around on like a deserted island where shy guys might attack me. I I don't <laughs> I don't exactly know. Do you think you could take a shy guy in real life, Cole? Like, all you I can mean, do is I, jump on their head. But my knees are kind of bad. I, like, I, I guess, but like I don't know. Also, like. I don't have beef with King Koopa. He didn't like Bowser. Didn't kidnap my wife. Like, what if he does? What if you're on that island, you and your wife? Well, but he didn't. So, like, isn't that like? I mean, really, the only thing that you know Mario and Bowser have against each other is he keeps you know Kidnapping stealing his girlfriend. His... Yeah. Well, except yeah, you, like, yeah, I mean, in the first Mario, I don't even know. I think he was just like a plumber. He was just there, and he's like, "No, I got this." Yeah, so, like, I don't know if, like, the Shy Guys are even going to care that I'm there. They're like, we're looking for Mario and Yoshi, and I'm like, I will totally rat them out if I see them. Because... Do you think that jumping on a shy guy and squishing it in real life would be horrifying? Oh yeah, like you you hear its bones breaking. Well, I mean they're they're like um, they're like fungi. Do they have yeah. bones? I mean, I no, d- you're thinking of a Goomba. Oh, which one are the shy guys? Shy guys well, with the, the hockey mask. mask. Oh yeah, that's not good. What about a Goomba? A Goomba. What do, what do you think jumping on a Goomba would be like? That's a good question. Kind of squishy. It just seems mm. gross to me. It's like like a, it's like a mushroom with. Organs. You're never gonna get it off your shoes. Never gonna get it off your. And they're huge too. I mean, it's it's like stepping yeah. on a like really squishy golden retriever. Unless Mario's really small. Well, that is a possibility. That is a possibility. Yeah, I don't know. But I I I just I don't know if Yoshi's Island is like I. It would probably just be it'd be okay. But I don't know what there is to eat there. Goomba. Like, maybe I, maybe. Like, oh God! You ate all the Yoshi's. I'm like, sorry. sorry. Like, <laughs> I mean, they were friendly, but they were too dumb to, you know, like well, they defend just lay, themselves. Well, they lay eggs just like all over the place. So you got a lot of eggs. Um, yeah, that's my breakfast. Yeah. Dude. Well, and I would say like, uh, what are the what are the like bird turtle ones? 
Um, uh, Koopa? Koopa? Yeah, you can Koopa eat a Koopa Trooper. Trooper. Like, you make it into... Like, it's Cannibal Holocaust? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I the mean, nice I, thing is, is you can just eat it right out of the shell, too. So... Yeah. Like Cannibal Holocaust? I, I, I get, I've never seen Cannibal Holocaust calls, so, yeah. Anyway. You ever want to see people kill a live turtle in a movie? I do not, actually. It's your go-to. I'm not, actually, I'm really... I'm, I'm, I'm good there, so... How about you, Dylan? What is the last game you played, uh... Yeah, I'm screwed. <laughs> Anything set in the Warhammer universe does not yeah, seem like... Yeah, it's a pretty unfortunate place yeah. to be. Uh, so the last game I played was uh, Star Wars Galaxies, actually. I played it late last night, so... I, hmm. Like, I mean, like Tatooine's not a great place to be alive for a year, but at so least... It's essentially the West Desert in Utah. Well, so, but I mean, like, it's a city. There's some infrastructure there. I mean, yes, it is run by the but, mob, but essentially. But the planet, Cliff. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. I'm I'm, I'm in uh, Mos Eisley. Mos Eisley. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, like, you know, there's some structure there. There's, there's you know, there's like, a, you could probably get a job and like, as long as you stay out of the way of the huts. It could be a moisture farmer. I could be a moisture farmer. Um, but I was going to go to the Tashi station. <laughs> I think I could probably, I could probably keep my head down for a year and survive. Uh, <laughs> Cliff ends up in a Rancor pit. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I could stay alive there for a million dollars. I think I'd be all right. Um, I mean, I don't think it was going to be great, but, you know, I mean, I think it's what, you know, a lot of places in the United States are going to be like about 50 years from now. So we'll see. Yeah. It'll be fine. I'll be 80 by, or uh, like not in my 90s by then. Probably dead. I'll be a moisture farmer. Colby will, be a, <laughs> Colby will be a moisture farmer. Uh, I think I'd make it. Uh, Mansox wants to know what your favorite Sierra game is and uh, why it's Quest for Glory 1. I unfortunately have never played any of the Quest for Glory games, so I cannot say that is my favorite. Um, I'll let you guys like look these up while I tell you what my, so, my favorites are. Do you, do you know yours, Cole? I, I, I have a, a couple questions because like, Sierra Online published Half-Life. They did, didn't they? Yeah. That's super weird. Um, I don't think that counts. And is your answer BC's Quest for Tires? Did they did they publish that? Yeah, I don't think it can be because the like pirated version of BC's Quest for Tires we had on the Commodore never loaded, as I recall. Yeah, it did. We played it, but didn't it crash after the first level? <laughs> Might have. I don't know. I'm just like. <laughs> It's like five. I probably just assumed I beat it. <laughs> I uh, my choice was there was a game called Outpost that we had. We bought it um, for like a very early computer, like our first PC computer, and that game was not good. Um, like the, we, it was actually very was, very buggy. Was that the one where people just died sometimes? Yeah, yeah. It was. It yeah. was like a. It's like a space sim game where you like trying to build an outpost, like on the moon or somewhere. I, I don't remember where exactly. I think it was Mars. Yeah, it could be Mars. And it was super fun, but sometimes like there was this just glitch where everyone in your outpost just died, and there was no reason, and it wasn't like anything went wrong. It was just like the game, you know, freaked out and everyone died. So I like that game minus the bugs, but I I put a lot of time into that, and, and like a lot of games back then, I put a lot of time thinking about that game. You know, like less less time actually playing it, more time actually thinking about it. Um, Space Quest is a game I did not play a lot of, but it was like my I had a friend who had probably a. I don't know, like a 286 maybe or a 386. And I remember watching him play Space Quest because he would not let me actually play it, but he'd let me watch him play it. Um, 
and just thinking like, my God, that game looks so cool. And like how how amazing is is that game with its interactivity and its terrific 386 graphics. So, I, you know. Space Quest, the one that had Mark Hamill in it? No, that's... Um, those are the Wing Commander games. Wing Commander, yeah. there we go. Yeah, which I... Wing Commander 4 was top shelf. Love that game a lot. Um, so your answer is Leisure Suit Larry? Leisure Suit Larry. Um, and I, I remember liking King's Quest Four in a, like, this game was really cool, but incredibly frustrating, but, you know, like, had had some, like, I wanted to like that game probably more than I actually liked that game. So, I don't know. How about you, Cole? So, so your actual answer should be Soft Porn Adventure. Ooh, that sounds great. Um, which is apparently a comedic adult-oriented text adventure. Uh, for the Apple II, <laughs> um, which I remember playing, like I don't know any, you know Zork and all those, where you like turn left, like I don't understand that. Like I can only imagine soft porn adventure as a text game would be amazing. Oh man, you should see the cover for this this game. Oh, I'm looking at it. Cliff. Wait, are, that that lady's actually naked. I think I thought they were all underneath the bubbles, but but maybe not. Anyway. Uh, soft porn adventure is a comedic adult-oriented text adventure game. Uh, in the game, the Parent? player played playing a down on his luck party animal searches for certain items that will allow him to win the affection of three beautiful and sometimes not so beautiful women. It sounds fantastic. It apparently is what uh, inspired Leisure Suit Larry. I am shocked. Uh, that, so that that uh, that picture. So the the game's box cover and advertisement features three nude women women and a male waiter in a hot tub was shot at Canon Roberta Williams' home. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is oh man, this gets so much worse. From left to right in the hot tub are Deanne Siegel, online's production manager, Susan Davis, online's bookkeeper, and the wife of Bob Davis, the creator of Ulysses and the Golden Fleece. And then uh, Rick Chapman was an actual waiter from a local restaurant. <laughs> oh, I'm in a sleazy bar. My. Behind the bar sits a bartender. A sign hanging over him says beer, $100. Whiskey, $100. The place isn't furnished too well. A curtain hangs on one wall. Next to the curtain is a button. A fan whirls slowly overhead, moving the stagnant air around. What shall I do? Oh, I, I think I misread that. I, there, was, uh, there, was some extra, there was some extra commas there. So the, it, it, the, the person on the far left is actually Roberta Williams. Oh. Huh. That is, that is a, a lot of something. Um, so my answer is Alien versus Predator 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. How about you, Dylan? Do you have a favorite Sierra online game? <laughs> I think there's only... Um, I think the only Sierra game that I know that i played and don't i because i not necessarily familiar with every game specifically but would be caesar 3 oh sure yeah yeah, just yeah. like a uh sim city but in the roman empire sure i guess um which i played when i was very very little and probably had no idea what i was doing but it was fun i like it i like it a lot uh, I'm sorry, Hans, that nobody chose um, 
Quest for Glory one. He told me it's really good, and he's played it recently. It's only you can buy one through five for ten bucks on GOG if you want to give that a go. Uh, all right, tons of cheap free games, like just. They're coming out our ears, folks. Uh, Epic's games this week is Ukulele and the Impossible Layer. That is actually the sequel to the first Ukulele game. It's a side-scrolling platformer, which is okay. Like I played it a little bit, and it's it's fine. It didn't really, I you know, I played it at PAX and was like, this game's pretty great. And then I played it not at PAX and was like, this game's adequate. Um, games with gold on your Xbox is going to be Broken Sword Five, uh, available the first through the twenty-eighth. Aerial Knights Never Yield. Uh, available the 16th through March 15th. Um, Hydrophobia, uh, February 1st through the 15th. And Band of Bugs, available the 16th through the 28th of February. That is a whole bunch of games that I've never really heard of. I guess I've heard of Broken Sword, but that's about it. Um, ga- Hydrophobia, I wanted to get when it was on the 360. Fair enough. Uh, Game Pass has a bunch of games coming out that I've never heard of, but I've actually, they, I kind of looked through them. They all actually look pretty good. Um, two. Uh, expansions grounded into the wood update is available now so that's some new stuff for grounded if you've played that and uh microsoft microsoft flight simulator world update 7 uh now features australia australia yeah so you can fly (laughs) over uh a whole lot of nothing and the sydney opera house i believe so good enough um the i would avoid the middle of australia there's really really not a lot there very very not much uh, there's a, let's see. So of games coming out, uh, Contrast is coming to cloud and console February 3rd. Explore a dreamlike vaudevillian world of the 1920s in which you can shift freely in and out of shadow. Tasked with helping a young girl named Dee Dee, you will unravel the mysteries behind her troubled family and the dark secrets that must be exposed to reshape her future. I watched the trailer for that. It looks really, really good, actually. Um, definitely, like, interesting puzzles where you shift from real life and into shadows and back. Looks looks good. Uh, Dreamscaper is an endlessly replayable action roguelike with a waking dreaming cycle gameplay uh, gameplay cycle by night delve deep in your subconscious facing nightmares and an ever-changing world filled with unique items abilities and cha- challenges by day explore the city of red haven build relationships and unlock permanent upgrades to take on the next dream stronger than ever so it actually has got kind of like a a bit of a moonlighter vibe um but the roguelike part actually happens at night so you it's like you you dream fight die and wake up <laughs> so sounds interesting uh telling lies is an investigative thriller game with a non-linear storytelling it revolves around the uh, cache of secretly recorded video conversations so this is actually um all live fmv yeah fmv but it's like really high quality it's been rated really highly so that looks good it's coming to cloud console and pc um besiege is uh, a cloud console and pc game coming out february 10th all those other ones are coming out february 3rd it is a physics building game where you construct war machines to obliterate fortresses annihilate legions of soldiers navigate hazards and solve physics puzzles so essentially you are building siege machines to knock down um uh castles it looks really interesting and kind of a like kind of a where you just put together the things that they were putting together in the demo I was watching were really cool like these just huge like tanks that shoot stuff and weird helicopters it's it's all about wacky physics and and knocking down castles looks good uh crossfire x is coming to console february 10th it is um it looks okay it's a uh just like a kind of a call of duty style you know shoot other people 
kind of kind of game. If you're into that kind of thing, it looks good. Um, there is a single player campaign um, developed uh, in partnership with Remedy, but I believe there's also a multiplayer portion of it as well. So that might be your thing. Edge of Tomorrow is coming to cloud console and PC on February 10th as well. It is uh, it's like a JRPG um, turn based. It looks. It looks interesting if you like that kind of game. It's not my kind of thing. The voice acting is atrocious, like so bad. Um, and and like the writing appears to also be terrible. But I mean, if you've played Final Fantasy 15, like the writing was terrible and the voice acting was also bad. So you could just say Final Fantasy, Cliff. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so like maybe people that play that don't care. Uh, Skull, the Hero Slayer, is coming out February 10th on Cloud Console and PC. It is a uh, action roguelike um, where you actually can play as 100 playable characters by switching the skulls um, off your body. Um, it looks... If you like action roguelikes like... Um, oh, shoot. What's that one that was huge like a couple years ago? Um, that's like a platformer. Um, dead cells dead cells like very very dead cells looking but with like a lot more bad guys on the screen at once um very very fast paced might be your thing it looked like a game that i could play for about 10 minutes ago like well that was enough uh the last kids on earth and the staff of doom dylan informed us uh, it's coming to cloud console and pc and dylan told us that that is a netflix cartoon that is based on a book is that correct i think so yeah i looked it up and there is a netflix cartoon and a book so if that's your your thing i'm um, not wrong i just don't know the I whole like story fact check dylan uh, of course i did i fact check you too don't think you're special uh battle hordes of zombies and monsters and last kid on earth and the staff of doom a semi-open world action rpg that tells a new story in the post apocalyptic post-apocalyptic town of Wakefield. Um, it, I, I watched a uh, gameplay of this too. It looked really fun in kind of uh, just wandering around through a town whacking zombies with like this bat sword you have. So it could be all right. Uh, Ark, Ultimate Survivor Edition. I think you probably know what Ark is. It's a survival game that you can ride dinosaurs in. I've played it once. I did not particularly enjoy it. Is it out of early access yet? I don't think so, maybe. I don't know. I... Uh, really literally the only thing I remember about this game is that I was like hanging out building a house and then I like shit myself for no reason um, and then I could like I mean there's a there's a reason Cliff like I guess but it was very unexpected and I did not particularly care for it so. I mean anytime you shit yourself it is very unexpected <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I don't know. I, I know a ton of people that really like Ark. There's so. never a time where you're like, well, that was expected. Huh. And if there is, like, <laughs> that is a very valid point. Um, I guess I would say it was unexpected in a video game. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Infernax is. Uh, <laughs> the adventures of a great knight who returns to his homeland only to find it plagued by unholy magic. While on your quest to find and destroy the sources, corruption by any means necessary, you'll face ruthless creatures. Creatures. Creatures, dangerous beats, and precarious terrains. I don't think I actually watched the video on this one. I thought I'd watched the video of all of them, but apparently all of them except this one. So I, I don't know if this one looks good. Oh, no, I did watch this one. It's... Uh, <laughs> It's kind of a weird pixely game where you can like choose if you want to be a good guy or a bad guy. I, I don't know if it it looked okay. 
maybe, maybe it'll be great. Uh, besides that, that's coming out February 14th as, as well as Ark is coming out February 14th. So, man, if you need to sit down for a nice romantic Valentine's Day, like get Ark, you and your significant other can ride dinosaurs and have I'm gonna play that with my wife. Have accidents uh, <laughs> while you build a house. My, my wife who asked me, so what's the difference between Nintendo and Mario? And did you just tell her nothing? That there's no difference. <laughs> I'm like, well, one's what you play. Mo- what? Like, that's the <laughs> oldest question I've ever. <laughs> Colby, if you didn't know, is uh, married to a 75 year old. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Total War Warhammer 3 Dylan is super excited It's coming out February 17th And uh, Shredders The snowboarding game Or the grated cheese game Or the tax evasion game We're not sure yet It's coming out sometime this month We'll see Uh, A couple games leaving Game Pass Or the Ninja Turtle game Could be a Ninja Turtle game as well A couple games leaving Game Pass uh, Control uh, Code Vein Final Fantasy 12 the zodiac age uh the medium project winter and the falconeer um control is very good i would i would recommend playing those leaving at the end of the month uh, the 15th actually um i would you could probably beat control you've got two weeks controls you sent me control yes you own it you own it as a i wanted to play the falconeer yeah i wanted to play the falconeer as well um the medium was i thought kind of average but if you like like horror games you might like that too so give those a go before they disappear uh playstation plus is getting tiny tina's assault on dragon keep a wonderlands one-shot adventure on the ps4 so that is a uh that is essentially the Tiny Tina DLC for Borderlands 2, um, put out as a single-player game. Uh, Planet Coaster Console Edition is coming to the PS5. I I desperately wanted to love that, and it just it, it's really it, it's got some console issues. Like the console is just not enough powerful enough to make that game be what I want it to be. Uh, and then USC 4 is coming to the PS4 uh, so you can ultimate fight some champions. Um, Twitch Gaming for this month, you can get Stellaris for free. Uh, Ash Walker's A Survival Journey. As far as the eye, um, Double Kick Heroes, which I think Colby beat. It's like a rhythm car racing zombie game. Oh yeah, that was, that was pretty yeah, fun. Yeah, was interesting. I played it and wasn't my jam, but you know, I think some people liked it. And then Galazzo Soccer League, which I am absolutely excited to play. It's like a, a super arcadey soccer game. Apparently there are no penalties and no offsides, and that sounds great. So excited to check that out. I downloaded it today. So that might actually be the first Twitch gaming game that I actually have gotten and then actually play. So we will see. Uh, I think that's us for this week, though. Anything uh, you guys want to throw out there before I wrap this up? Nope. All right. We are Bite Me Podcast. You can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com. You can follow us on social media at uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.com slash bitemepodcast. I've been constantly flirting with the idea of making a TikTok for our website, for our, our stuff, and I just don't know if that's, that's something I should do. I, I think it's a bad idea, but I keep thinking about it, so we'll see. Um, it's going to be me. Spade thinks it's a terrible idea. He's super against it. Uh, anyway, see, he just hates the idea. Hates the idea. But why? He's just saying, Dad, don't do TikTok. It's a terrible idea. Uh, are you done? <laughs> He's not done. He says, I'm not done. There's a car outside, and he is mad. Anyway, I will not Mad-car. do TikTok. <laughs> car.
No TikToks for Cliff. That's what I. <laughs> Uh, let's see. You can uh, support our Patreon at patreon.com slash bite me podcast. You can join our discord at discord. No, that's not right. Bite me podcast.com slash discord. You can sign up for our extra life team at bite me podcast.com slash extra life. Bite me podcast.com slash extra life. Agreement. Yeah. yeah he liked big fan of extra life. Spade is Dylan. Help me. Just make this dog go away. Bite me. Oh, he will. <laughs> <laughs>